Welcome into a test film, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Trey. And I'm one of your hosts, Evo. And we got the legendary, the legendary man himself, Jerfy Choo Choo. Hello. You didn't even (laughs) butter him up or nothing. You gave him the the filet mignon for free? Look, look, you know, a legend doesn't need to be buttered up. It's, It's a legend for a reason. You know what I mean? I mean, this is true. And <laughs> guys, we hope the audio turns out good. We're trying something new because I'm in Georgia. Trey's in North Carolina. Jerfy Choo Choo is a Florida man. Yeah. So, you know, we're just trying to get some good buddy reviews. And boy, are we reviewing a movie for y'all today. Man, what what a heck of a movie. I. I am so excited to talk about Marvel again on the podcast. It, they've made such a great um, resurgence, and I think uh, I think we can expect some better things to come after something like this. But uh, yeah, Eddie, uh, you start us out, my man. Let us know what you uh, what you got for us. All right, everyone, we are reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Now, our main man, James Gunn. He has written and directed all three films and the holiday special. And so I feel like we had to get the boys together and give this proper justice after what he gave to us. But if- real quick, before we get into any of the particulars, guys, what did y'all think of the movie? Let's start with our guest, Jerfy the Legend Choo Choo. I thought it was one of the best Marvel movies in the last couple of years. The last, the last few have kind of been meh, so, so, but this one was knocked out of the park. I mean, there's been a couple of gems in there like Shang-Chi. Yeah, but for the most part, there's been a lot of hype for a lot of the other movies and they sort of didn't live up to the hype. I will I agree. agree with that. I Trey, agree what with do that. you think? Man, so I also listened to a couple of review guys uh, on my TikTok feed, and they made some bold accusations. You know, they're like, look, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you know, you go into this movie, you watch it, this could be your favorite Phase 4, could possibly be your favorite MCU movie. I was like, all right, those, those are bold statements. But uh, as excited as us three were, we all had to watch it yesterday opening night, which is something we haven't done in a long time. And let me tell you, that guy was spot on. Um, this movie, not only is it one of the best Phase 4s, it is absolutely one of the best MCU movies, hands down. And it just has so much spirit. It kind of reminds me of uh, Inside Out. 
there's just so many emotions that you experience going through this movie and you're just you're just all the better for it after you get out of it that is well said bud and i happen to be privy to some intel that the little baby herself spence is sitting next to you Mm -hmm. so what did she think of the film so let's let's ask her what did uh what did you think about uh, Guardians 3? I liked it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, why are we laughing? She's, uh, she's got showmanship, guys. You know what I mean? She's Whoa. Like, I, I have to rewatch um, 1 and 2 again to compare it, but I know I really liked it. Um, I liked all of them. Did yeah, you yeah, I agree. And we also got Peyton here. And uh, hey, what do you think of Guardians 3? Oh, we're on the pod? <laughs> I loved it. It was the best one yet. <laughs> there we go. That's better than Spence. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Spence. I like it. All right. All right. The most, that's Thanks, the Shannon. Guys. The most emotion you get out of a review. <laughs> you know who Spence sounded like? And I'm going to get us back on something, but it popped in my head. She sounds like that kid on that. I think it was a vine. I like turtles. <laughs> like that's what she sounded like. Hey, you know, for for the viewers listening, Spencer's a tough critic. So for her to say she liked it, that means it's an excellent movie. I wonder how her mom would feel. Uh, yeah, no telling on that one, man. That was a wild card, you know, super wild card. <laughs> okay, but get us back back on track. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw it to my man Trey. Okay. Hit Mickey with. What, when you, if you were telling someone this, what would you say would be the three most impactful characters from your watching experience? Oh, man. Okay. Um, Great question. So, jumping right into number one, and this is no surprise, you'll hear this across the board. The most impactful character is Rocket. Yeah. He, this is his movie through and through, and they did it beautifully. Um, so I will I will start out by saying Rocket Raccoon, number one. Number two mm-hmm. will, um, you know, uh, I'm going to jump out. I'm actually going to say uh, Peter, old Star-Lord. Nice. He had some amazing range, and I'll tell you, I think he did the best Guardians performance of all three movies, because this one was, you know, it did have a lot of emotion in it. Definitely pulled at your heartstrings. So that's always tough for an actor to pull off um, and to do it right. And I really think he nailed it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Peter for number two and number three, you know, number three is really a toss up, uh, but I, I'm Actually, no, it's not. No, it's not. I just had to simmer on it. The villain. The main villain of this one. He and... Did... Uh-huh. Oh, real quick. Just to throw in. And that is the high evolutionary played by Chukwude Iwuje. And yes. he was from Peacemaker. He was one of the leads in Peacemaker. Right, right. Yeah, let me tell you. He did a phenomenal job. We hated this guy. We hate him with mm-hmm. a passion. He gave us everything we want from a villain. And 
just to make our heroes that much better, we're rooting for him even more because we want this guy gone. And he delivered an amazing mm-hmm. performance. So, yeah, Rocket, Peter, and our and our main villain, got to gotta go with those three. All right, Jeffy Chuchi? I will also agree with Rocket and Peter, and with Rocket and Chris Pratt as, as Peter Quill, a Star-Lord. The emotion that those two showed throughout the entirety of the movie was top-notch. Probably some of the m- most emotion I felt in a Marvel movie in quite some time. Like mm-hmm. like Marvel has their has their sad moments, obviously, because it's and but none of them really got me choked up like this movie did with the rest of the Guardians learning of the backstory to Rocket Raccoon and oh, yeah. and them fighting to save his life, both by the main plot of the movie and once they um sort of almost achieved their goal at the end there the whole emotion that that chris pratt showed and rocket showed was phenomenal the third person i would say is most impactful would it's kind of a toss-up um the high evolutionary is a good choice but I would also just say just the rest of the the Guardians and their um, emotion during uh, the end there. I think they all <laughs> showed great growth from their previous uh, characters yeah, I'm, where yeah, they are now. I'm just going to jump in for a second. I'm really happy you brought that up because I – when I was thinking about my third before I said, you know, the villain, I was like, you know, really the Guardians as a unit displayed some amazing performances. Um, mm-hmm. Because once people see this movie, they'll realize this is, you know, an emotional roller coaster for the entire team. And every mm-hmm. one of them shows that in their own way. So, yeah, um, even though I chose the villain, I'm glad you acknowledge that one, Jeff. All right. Well, without a doubt, I mean, I think if someone walks away without from this film without saying Rocket as their number one, mm-hmm. they're just they didn't watch the movie. Right. Because the emotion that Bradley Cooper brings, both in the present story and as Jeff alluded to, the backstory, which will give you some smiles, but will also like tug at your heartstrings with some mm-hmm. things that happen. But Rocket gave an all-time MC performance in this. I agree. And number two, just because it made me just have the biggest smile, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Cosmo is my number two. Oh, okay, yeah. Cosmo Cosmo had some great lines. Because Cosmo, for those who don't know or don't remember, is the dog from the comics and Mm -hmm. she was like sent up by the Soviets. She has telekinetic powers and her collar allows her to communicate. And there's a part where Kraglin calls her a bad dog. And so then it's a subplot, the whole movie where she's like complaining to people. She's like, he called me bad dog. I'm not bad dog. I'm good dog. He's lying. Why did he say that? Uh And every time she was on screen, it made me smile. But dude, um, 
Yeah, that was a great running gag. Yeah. That is Maria Bakalova, who's born in Bulgaria, but she was the blonde girl, the new girlfriend in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, wow. God, man. James Gunn just never ceases to amaze me with the talent he can bring on board. But, fellas, for my number three, because I went into this and I was like, why do we have to have this person in the movie? Mm-hmm. And they ended up as my number three biggest impact from watching. And that is Gamora. Yes. Because this is Gamora 2. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost first Gamora. This is Gamora 2. And she's different. But I love the story arc. Like there, there's a scene where, cause like most of this movie starting out, she hates the guardians. She's like, I don't know y'all. I especially don't know this homeboy who says that I'm the love of his life. Like I don't, you know, care about y'all. And then she saves like Rocket. Yeah. And you see her like running with him. Mm-hmm. And I just think that James Gunn really knocked it out of the park with her because she just went through such an array of how she felt about everyone right right yeah man solid choices i i'm really glad someone threw gamora on the list because you know she was another huge subplot in this story that really added to the reason why we all put quill you know on our practically Mm -hmm. on our list you know because of gamora so yeah without her you couldn't compliment Peter as well. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think she's deserving of it. But uh, I also have something fun for us real quick. Uh, I think the audience would appreciate this that's listening. But, Eddie, let me start with you on this. Okay. We've got three Guardians films now. Mm-hmm. Give us your ranking. This is so tough because – like to me, we've discussed this off air, but I said this could be the best trilogy. Yes, because I can see. all three films focus on the Guardians, mm-hmm. and all three films could also really be a standalone, yeah. aside from like very minute details. Yeah, happen you know in between them, but right, I would definitely have to put two at three. Not that I don't love to, but just when you compare it to that first one yeah. and this one, like, there's no comparison. Absolutely. Totally. And it may be recency bias, but I just feel James Gunn leaving, you know, the MCU to go DC. And these are characters, like, he posted, like, the original letter that he wrote to Marvel about making a Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. So this has been a passion project that he wanted. Sure. And he wrote and directed, if you count the special, four films with these characters. And so I feel like with three, the reason I put it number one is because this is his farewell love letter to not only the Guardians, but the MCU. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go out with everything you could want in one of these films. A- absolutely uh, man i totally agree and jeff let me let me jump in and chime on mine to give you just a little time to think on yours because me and eddie's are identical i even though 
you know, two was great. It's going to be third place for me. And mm-hmm. then uh, obviously the first one at number two, but it is so close because what we love about Guardian is all attributed to how amazing that first movie was. But to what makes Guardians possibly the best trilogy is how it finished. And so with how it finished, I have to say Guardians 3 is the best of them. And, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of people listening like, oh, okay, recency bias or no, that's crazy. I just don't see it being better than the first one. I said the same thing before I saw it. Y'all got to give this one a chance. It is it brings us back to the old Marvel we, we loved and gave us the same charm without having to change any formula from the Guardians. Um, that we've come to know and love. Uh, so, yeah, me and Eddie, uh, tit for tat on that one. Uh, and, Jeff, what about you, buddy? I will definitely put two at three. It's it's good, but compared, like Eddie said, compared to the other two, it's no comparison. I would probably still put one at number one. Okay. Um, but it's like if you're gonna if you're going to give one like a – a plus plus three is an A plus essentially. Yeah. Um, I just think that the character introductions and how you're introduced to the characters in one were really great. Um, it, and but three, it had it, it did have its humor, but unlike other recent or Marvel movies or the trend Marvel movies tend to be in these later phases is. They focus too much on the comedy, and they try to be funny too much. Guard, the Guardians 3 is funny, but it's not forceful. Yes, I we agree. Do it. There are – you can maybe argue some moments there are it's, – it's forced, but it's, it's, it's very debatable on whether or not the comedy is forced on and it's, and it's And I wouldn't really say it is forced, so, so – I would definitely put three two, but it's like an A plus plus to like an A plus kind of situation, one A one B. Right, and you know to add to what you're saying, comparatively three trilogies in the MCU, you've got Ant Man and Guardians. I feel like the Ant Man trilogies are way more forced on comedy, and oh, the Guardians sure. are way more successful. At their comedy. I I don't know if you chalk that up to the chemistry of the team or just the writing in general. But, you know, even though I do have, you know, some love for Ant-Man, um, that is the forced humor I think Jeff's talking about here. Because I, I agree, you know, Marvel's been known to to really try and shove the comedy down your throat from time to time. You know, Not really Ant-Man, because Ant-Man was sort of created on kind of a little bit silly but um like thor love and thunder was very forced comedy and, yes but but three was done very well with the humor it was it didn't feel too forced it flowed very very nicely so yeah i would definitely put three two so i would go one three two is my is my order oh perfect man now now eddie i want to um you know, I want to get back to you on this because, uh, mm. you know, I, I really yeah, I know you've got some some things cooking. I was going to tell the audience listening that one other thing I was going to do 
is talk about the pros and cons and we used to do a pros and cons list but honestly i just decided to scrap it because if you me and jeff combined our cons it would it would last about 30 seconds because there's just so few in this movie so very uh, true so i'm gonna hand it over to you let me let me do some quick shout outs because This cast, and I can't go over everybody because there's just too many people in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I want to go on like some smaller stuff and maybe even stuff people didn't know about. The mm-hmm. so one, uh, Michaela Hoover as Floor, Asim Chowdhury as Teefs, and Linda Cardellini, Hawkeye's wife, is Lila. That was one of the and, biggest surprises for me. I was wondering who she played. I thought their arc was so good, which we won't get into because it's genuinely one of the better parts of the movie. But, uh, you know, I got to shout out my girl, Elizabeth Debicki, as Queen Aisha because she's fine. And a friend of the show, Judy Greer, plays a big, nasty pig. What's up with that? Just crazy talent. They had... James Gunn cameo in his own movie. They had Pete Davidson. I mean, the names just go on and on. And, you know, it it reminds me of the Star Wars franchise, the most recent trilogy. It was such a big name. Actors, it didn't matter what role they played. They could play a stormtrooper. They just wanted to be a part of it. And that's what James Gunn has done. He has created a franchise, and this may or may not be The Last Guardians, but people didn't want to take the chance um and so yeah. they were like get me a part of this guardians movie you know what i mean well yeah. and he even like reused a lot of people from the suicide squad like daniela melquire who was Ratcatcher too yes. she's in this mm-hmm. very small role but you know it was a good part and he also brought in folks from the peacemaker show so he just he made a film where it's not only a love letter to the fans, but almost like a love letter of his career while working in the MCU. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard for a movie to show the emotion right. Uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, just like with the laughter, sometimes emotion is forced, um, but mm-hmm. n- not the case here. And. When James Gunn started this project, no one knew who the Guardians were, and no one cared about it, or no one thought they cared about it, until James Gunn took on this passion project, introduced us to the Guardians, a group of misfits that we have just come to love, and you said it, Eddie, he has so much passion in what he has done that you could tell the writing was genuine and from his heart because of how authentic you know, it was on screen. I mean, if you ask anyone that's seen it, they have choked up at least at one part during that movie. At least one. I mean, well, and just to show how much he loves it and to what you were saying with the first Guardians, let's be honest, when it came out, you're like, before it came out, before you even saw it, guys, you were like, what is this raccoon? Oh, absolutely. I don't care. And now, I mean, I would potentially say 
this rocket performance for this film like could be you know a top 10 performance in the mcu oh like it's that memorable especially when you're not seeing an actor you're having to look at this cgi creation i I was just just about bringing it out of you Mm -hmm. i was just about to say that yeah it's it is really something when you can take a cg character and give it such range of a performance and i mean that's just something james gunn has accomplished with this one well guys we're nearing the end but before we do before we give our ratings jerfy choo choo gonna let you give us your final thoughts now remember don't give your rating just give us your final thoughts on the film final thoughts i will say very emotional very good very great ending to the guardians three uh trilogy the only i will say the only i will say the only nitpick i have is i thought that the use of some of the scenes with the soundtrack i thought were maybe unnecessary it didn't really put me off the movie too much but there was like it felt like there was like a like in the beginning it felt like every other scene had a soundtrack to it which kind of was like all right here's another here's another song when i wanted to just focus on like the story and whatnot but other than that no nitpicks great movie definitely one of the ones to put on the rewatch list of the marvel movies yes all right james hit us with it what's your final thoughts so Jeff really uh, said it well. This is one of the most replay value centric movies that the MCU has given us. And that's saying something with how much emotion uh, it has uh, in the range of emotions it puts you through. But amazing replay value, uh, great writing, great story. Uh, If this is the send off, great send off. Um, And just you know a good a good lasting nod to you know our favorite band of misfits if that's the case uh so yeah and and i'll keep i i don't think they'll i don't think they're gone for good i think they'll be back oh yeah i i would say so too but yeah uh pretty easy for me uh really guys um no cons uh i thought this was a great movie i will agree with jerfy my only true complaint about the film is I felt the soundtrack was a little wonky compared to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Felt like they he I felt like that was where James Gunn's like love for this kind of you know went over the line a little where he was like let me put in some songs that I love from my childhood. Mm-hmm. So they just didn't quite blend as well as in the past two. I can see that, yeah. I mean, when my biggest complaint is a score, right? Like, should tell you. I thought I thought the score was fine. It was just like the soundtrack to some of the scenes. Like, I didn't think they needed a soundtrack. Like that spacewalk scene. I think they could have instead of making it like a like a cool song and they're leaving out. They could have just made it instead of playing a soundtrack, 
have a score to it that's intense. Yeah. So sort of like the sort of like the Star Trek movie. Sure. Yeah, so Eddie's was more the songs and Jess was more yeah. uh the timing of the songs or, you know, the, replace it with something a little bit more appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But other other than that, I mean just a perfect film. And I'm gonna lead us off with the ratings. I'm giving this a five out of five cheers. I am I am just I'm in love with MCU again. I'm happy for Marvel films again. And I'm going to see this next week, taking my mom to see it. So yes. twice. Yes. I I'm very happy to hear that. You wanna hit us with your rating then, Brooks? Yeah, man, uh, this is a five out of five. I, I couldn't agree more. I I left this theater um, with the same smile on my face, but in a different way as No Way Home. You know, we you said it. We got Marvel back. We've been kind of in a somewhat of a lackluster phase four. Um, and Guardians, as well as No Way Home, kind of gave us that old Marvel formula that we loved and fell in love with the franchise to begin with. Uh, and I'll agree. I mean, just watching this movie almost, I, it pretty much makes me want to rewatch the, uh, you know, some of the originals. Uh, that's how powerful this movie was. Um, so yeah, I couldn't agree more, Eddie. Uh, five out of five for me. And last, but certainly not least, the stud muffin himself. Jersey <laughs> I will give it, I won't give it a five out of five, but I will give it a 4.7 out of five. Nothing we wrong with it. We will take it. Well, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this. We hope the audio came through. Okay. We were just so excited to talk about this that we said state borders be darn. <laughs> working together and recording this exactly but if you want let us know why this is a five out of five film or why it's a 4.7 or anything else there's so many ways you can do it but let me tell you the best ways check us out on twitter at film underscore toast or check us out on instagram or tiktok a toast of film all one word and from jerfy trey and myself we just wish you good night and good viewing until the forever sky. <laughs> See you.